G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we're doing an emergency podcast talking about the carnage that has hit our defensive lines, all the injuries and the options. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. Joined once again by Luke. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Emergency podcast today. We've, Emergency um, pod, yeah. Everybody's scrambling around. We we were a bit like Ollie Florent, actually. We, we came early, didn't we? we, <laughs> we, yeah, we, we upgrade thought... Upgrade season! <laughs> we, were, we were ready to declare upgrade season. We wanted to get the content out to you straight away on Sunday, and uh, it was just an absolute shit show after that. Yeah. So we, we scrambled back in we for an emergency podcast. We tested the podcast. fantasy gods, and they went, no. But lucky we live close to each other, otherwise yeah. uh, it might not be possible. But yeah, we're back in, and uh, we're going to have a bit of a discussion today about yep. some defenders. So. so we're recording this podcast on a Wednesday afternoon. Normally, we wouldn't record until Friday, but of course, what team plays on Thursday night? The The Blue uh, Baggers. The Blues. So, Doherty needs to be traded, obviously. He's out four to six weeks. He is someone you definitely need to be trading. Um, So, (laughs) traded out on Thursday night, and also the Will Day news as well, who's uh, currently being, his, you know, suspension is being challenged. Yeah. It's, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. The best yeah. part of the best part about all this, honestly, was um, we obviously heard about Doherty, and then first, uh, yeah. you got home from work last night, and this guy was just smug as they come because he's not a Doherty oh, owner. Yeah, he was, I'm, I'm not he was happy as, and I, I got the privilege of breaking the will debuts <laughs> to you, which which just wiped the smugness off your face. Yeah, didn't it? ridiculous, man. I I still maintain that that was every, like two, <laughs> the fact that he got two and Gary, and Rowan, got Gary Rowan got one just it's, salt in the Wound. It seemed a little bit strange, and uh, and another great thing about this is that now there's now there's uh, a potential scenario where Warple could be a hold after you just were karate yeah. chopping him left, <laughs> yeah. right, and center yeah, on was, Sunday's podcast. Yeah. Uh, actually, I've just seen the news as well that Will Day and Gary Rowan's tribunal will be set for tomorrow night. <gasps> so not actually, I thought it was tonight, what? but uh, Mitch Cleary has just has um, that just come out. I thought I saw the Warn Dog. It was tweeted tonight. an hour ago by Mitch Cleary that it was going to be tonight, but Mitch Cleary has clarified that that will be now tomorrow night. So <laughs> uh, likely not going to find out until potentially after the start of the Carlton game. So look, the good news is with this edit trade button, we yeah. have a little bit of flexibility, but. Um, you just make sure that Doherty is traded yeah. um, and he is out of yeah, your you team get by Doc Thursday regardless. night. Um, and then we'll walk through some of the options that <laughs> oh are happening. Goodness. So it's, it's all happening. And on top of that, today, Jared Witts was also confirmed that he is going to be missing this weekend's game. Continued on with soreness. Yeah. So for any people that maybe missed the news on the weekend, decided to hold him, thinking he'd be out only one week with soreness. Poor bugger. They though. had a, a Ned Moyle or someone like there to cover him. Look, oh, he'll still be there, Ned Moyle that is. But it's uh, it's just salt in the wound, and and obviously we've got some rumors going around about Jinbi missing, and um, 
you know, uh, Wilmot might potentially be out with the return of Daniel Rich. Uh, just it's calamity. Shambles. It is absolute shambles. shambles. I agree. So um, we'll kind of break this this next kind of discussion down into a few different categories. We're going to firstly talk about people who own both. Doherty and Day, um, and what you can potentially do there with a couple of different scenarios to play out. Then people that are in your boat, just the Day owners. And then we'll talk uh, about people that maybe own just Doherty and not Day. Uh, And then the people that don't own either, well, We'll fuck you guys. (laughs) (laughs) You you lucky pricks. (laughs) They're just dodging bullets left, right and centre. So talk to us about people who own both to start with day and doc what do we so thinking? obviously i think of the priority list uh Doherty is the highest priority yeah um, so i think we're looking at trading him the good news is and of course obviously having a forced trade is never a good thing but the good news is that Doherty is an expensive player um he didn't get injured like in the first quarter and pop like i know he had a disappointing score but he didn't pop out like a 26 like a Tristan Jerry, sorry, Luke, again. Uh, just, just, all, just keep drive, drive-bys, mate. These drive-bys getting um, hit every time. So he's got a bit of money on his head. Look, yeah. He's still the most expensive uh, defender in the game. So you've got the pick of the bunch. All yeah. right. So any player that you trade to, you're going to make money. I think the two players that I have the most confidence in replacing him as a like-for-like kind of a guy as that sort of top three defender player is a Nick Dacos. Yeah. And a Jordan Dawson, I think, are the two players that you're looking at if you want that premium, uber premium defender. I think. And that's the most likely scenario for me. I've, I've yeah. been pretty well publicized by me that <laughs> <laughs> the mental health struggles that yes. of, of not owning Dacos are just ridiculous. So I think that's likely where I'm going is, is Dr. Dacos. Yes, because I think, I think obviously, if you, if you had Doherty, you didn't want to trade him out while he's healthy. Um, yeah. But this is your ticket to get a player like that. And it doesn't feel like you're paying overs because you're still doing a downgrade to him. Yeah. You know, you're making, forced. you're making 45K or whatever it is. Um, so you know, there's there's a little bit on that, and um, and it's still someone who potentially Dacos could have outscored Doherty the rest of the season anyway. Yeah. Um, so you know, try to try to view it that way, and obviously it's it's someone who's been super popular and hurting you a lot in the past, so you're removing that pain. Yeah. Um, so I think that's definitely a, a fair option. The other side of things with the Will Day is where it gets a little bit interesting to me. So. There's a couple of different options that we've got. So if you have Will Day and Doherty and have dollars in the bank, yeah. and Will Day is only a one week, if they get it moved down to one week, yeah. if you have the money to make an upgrade instead of trading Will Day, I would be tempted to do that upgrade and hold Will Day for a week. Okay. And you're, you're thinking that that might be a strategy because then you theoretically should be a week ahead of everyone else in getting your backline sorted if other yeah. people have to shift on day. So the trouble with Will Day as opposed to Docket is Will Day is not super expensive. He, he's 727000 so price at 85. Yep. That's not been reflective of what he's been doing. He's been going 95, 100 plus this season. So you're not getting a fair price on a will day like yep. you are with a Doherty. So to get him to a like-for-like like player, you're going to have to actually find money and get him up. So, and the other thing is, it, so if you're finding that money to get up, you might as well get someone like a rookie or a mid-pricer like a Warple. I know he's probably going to see a better role uh, moving forward, for, at least while Will Day is out. But if you're trading Will Day to another premium versus getting a, a mid-pricer or a rookie up to a premium, the net result is the same amount of premiums on your field. Yeah. But in the second option, come next week when Will Day comes back 
and you're still able to do another upgrade, you're now one premium ahead of the person who then traded a will day. I like the idea of holding him, and, and maybe that's because I'm personally in that scenario. So I'm the guy that yeah. you talked about that, that can do dock down to less. You've got a bit of cash cost. in the bank. I've got cash in the bank, yeah. which means I could turn, I, to be honest, I could actually turn Constable into Dawson as well. So I could go dock. I could go dock. Could you really? To, yeah. Jeez, must be nice over there, mate. Must be nice. Are you <laughs> taking the piss? <laughs> mate, hey. ranked, I, don't, I won't say what I've ranked, but it's disgusting. You yeah. Give me a spell. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> but, yeah, I've got an obnoxious amount of... You got me. Yes, yeah. you did. <laughs> you got an, an obnoxious... Jeez, oh, yeah. If you've got a lot of money, so you money. make. Um, yeah, you which could we do were, that. We were, we were keen to do last week and cash up for the upgrades this week. And that is the advantage of doing those sort of cash up moves because even if there is an injury here... Yeah. You still have the ability to, with the cash in there, make that upgrade. So so let's say you don't have dollars. Where are you going with Day? You, put, you go Doc down to Day, Costa, Dawson, and then you don't have dollars. So are you doing Day with, to Stewart? Without dollars, it's tough. I think Stewart is the guy that you're probably going there if you don't have him already. I think that if you were to put a price tag, obviously Stewart's price very similar. I think it's a $6,000 gap. Yeah. Um, so in that situation, you're getting a player who you expect to produce the similar to what Day was going to do um, at a similar price. Yep. So I think that's an okay play. If you already have Stuart, this is where it, that's becomes where tricky, it gets pretty it? tricky. So, so let me let me throw a couple at you because we actually didn't talk about this one yeah. off air. But if so, so some people in that scenario might just go dock down to Dacos or Dawson, sort yeah. that side of it, and then maybe think about going uh, day down to like a mid tier person like let's say Hunt, Hunt would yes. you feel almost better about pocketing an absurd amount of cash and going day down to like if if the bread is named Chibata no. would that be would that be absurd to no, be just... yeah I wouldn't be doing that okay. I'd, I'd be more inclined to what are you going to go there just do a, yeah, I'd even be more inclined to do like a rookie fix up in that situation um, you know, maybe someone like an Alan Davies so, or something So like you that still want to hold to Will Day in that scenario? Yeah, the only, the only uh, scenario that I wouldn't hold Will Day is that if I don't have the cash, but I don't have a Tom Stewart and it's a week. Don't have the cash, don't, yeah. So yeah, so if I don't have Stewart and I don't have the cash to do anything else with my uh, other trade and make an upgrade, then I'm okay with ticking off Will Day to Stewart. Yeah. Because it's a like for like. It's, yeah, yeah, we've established that part, much. but what if we've got Stewart? But if you have Stewart, then... You're having to find to get like because the options we're really looking at are Dawson, Dacos, Stewart are probably the big the big options there. I don't really. People have been talking about different mid prices, and I I just like, not sure if I really like it this week. Hunt. If we talk about Hunt, like yeah. and he's a guy that obviously you jumped on last week, but Forced you jumped to. on when he was priced at what fifty five. He's priced five eighteen, which is price sixty. I think that he's probably a 70s guy. So yeah. you're thinking about maybe there's 10 points of upside, but the difference is there, a Tom Stewart is priced at 85. He can probably go 95. So he's also 10 points upside, but he's a guy that you're going to keep. Yeah. So there's a big difference in someone being 10 points under at a mid-pricer level versus being 10 points under at a premium level. So yeah. that's why Tom Stewart's so enticing because he's the same amount of value, in my opinion, to a hunt, but he's not going to be someone you have to trade out later, whereas Hunt is. He's going to be yeah. a guy that at any point could drop a 50 or 60. His cash gen will stall and you're going to have to make a trade anyway. So right. I think personally, I think that Hunt was a last week play. Yeah. And this week, you know, and this is from someone who was keen to get him into my side. I was very keen to get him in there and I would have done it had Wits not been dropped uh, or, or injured, sorry. 
I think it's a bit late on players like that, personally. But, look, but a, 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 if Hunt goes 80, then it's fine. But I yeah. just don't see him doing that. No, I, I probably agree with you um, on that one. But we still haven't answered, what do you do? If, if you've already got Stewart... Do you know what I mean? You said rookie fix-up, but okay, so let's say you do so drop you down to Dacos. First of all, you, you, have do... a, you have a look at Cowan. You see what he scores on Thursday night. Yeah. If he scores like a 50-plus, you just cop that for a week. Let me just, let's go Doomsday. He scores shit. Because you, you have to then, you're forced to trade day, aren't you? Because you're then going to be fielding Cowan, Wilmont, Jim B. Like it's... So if you've got no money, let's say, so what is what is a... Um, what is a what is a Doherty down to a Dawson net you? That's like Dawson's what eight sixty. Yeah. So that'll make you sixty k. What's Will Day? He's seven twenty seven. So if you're going up to seven ninety, low eight hundreds, let's say, who does that get you? So that can get you to a Rioli, Angus Brayshaw. What 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 are your thoughts about Angus Brayshaw? Because he's someone <laughs> that we were keen on in the preseason. Yeah, and, uh, I'd, I'd rather not talk about him because of how keen we were and how poorly he's doing. Yeah, um, he's been shit, hasn't he? Especially yeah. the last two weeks. He started with a 98, 86. That's all fine. But then Sydney, he scored 74. West Coast, 66. Do you think Melbourne Could have just you, decided to go a different direction in terms of his role versus other people's roles? In yeah, the I want to have a look feels... at his kick-in numbers, actually, um, while I do that. Um, I just... Yeah. A part of me thinks that, you know, it's just been a small sample size. Um, West Coast, obviously, they just smashed. And we were watching that game. It was very, very contested. Not yeah. a lot of ball for those outside types. Um, the Sydney matchup in Sydney is always a tough one uh, yeah. for defenders to score against. He has a run coming up. Essendon, Richmond, North Melbourne, Gold Coast, Hawthorne. That's five Easy team. We would have said that about West Coast, but before before the game, obviously in hindsight, yeah. you can say the game was very contested, those kind of things. But we would have, we sort of would have said that beforehand. Yeah, I don't it's know. He's risky not, though. I wouldn't be going there, but yeah. but yeah. I'm talking like this is obviously the, the, the trickiest situation. Like, would you rather Rioli than a? I'd take a, Rioli at the moment. You would. Yeah, but mm. I wouldn't feel confident taking it. Uh, like you know choosing out of either of those guys. So yeah. What about we'll we'll talk a little bit about the next scenario, and if anything pops up, we'll we'll. Um, We'll have to discuss it. But well, my thing is that if, if you already had Stuart and you don't have much cash, well, chances are that you, you are pretty deep in your defense anyway. Yeah. So it might just mean that you've got to play an extra rookie on field for this week. Hopefully, and you hold Will Day, he comes back next week. And hopefully with your other trade, you can at least pocket a little bit of cash and make a serious upgrade the next week. I, I still think that that's a fair play to, yeah. to make because a lot of people will be in the tough boat this week. Yeah. A lot of people will be down um, some players. And... It's a long season. You're gonna make um, you're gonna make it up uh, later on because chances are, if you don't have much money, you've got Tom Stewart in. You probably brought Tom Stewart in last week. Yeah. You probably upgraded him from a, a mid pricer last week, which means that you might be ahead of those other guys like myself who have a bit of cash, like yourself who have a bit of cash. We didn't really make an upgrade last week per se, um, so okay, it's not like you're too far behind in that point of view. But it is a tricky situation. Owners that, uh, or sorry, just. Day owners, so this is this is you me. Fall into this boat, so you yes. don't have Doherty. You've just got Day. So um, you were letting me know off air that what you're most likely to do is hold Day if it's what awake. I wa- what I want to do is I want to hold Day. Yeah. Now I have the money that I can go someone like a um, a Warple up to a Tom Stewart. I could I could go a Warple up to a Dacos if I wanted to. Um, I could nearly do a rookie up to a Tom Stewart. I could do like a Hollands up to Tom Stewart. I could do a Jinby up to Tom Stewart. Um, or those kind of a type. 
I think that I would rather do that than trade out uh, Will Day, who's looks like he could potentially be a top six defender the way he's going. Um, so I'm hesitant that if it is one week that... I don't want to trade that out if I can yeah. already do an upgrade. Because like I said before, if I go a Hollands to a Tom Stewart and I put Will Day on my bench, I've got the same amount of premiums that I would have if I just traded Will Day to a... To so a do you premium. think you're more likely to go for Warple up or do you think you're more likely to try and stretch a rookie? Like, would the ideal scenario for you this week be if Jimby got rested because then everyone else would hurt, but you just go Jim Like, it was already part of your plan. Yeah, if Jimby was rested, I'd just trade him out. Um, and that probably... Yeah. Works for you, yeah, but that'd be not great for, for me. a lot of people. Yeah, for a lot of yeah. people, it'd be tough. But um, yeah, I'm I'm undecided on that one. I'll have to okay. make that decision because Hollands would be the guy that I would get up. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, it'd be a Warple. I think I'm tempted to do the Hollands move just because I'm optim. I should never be optimistic about James Warple, but um, I'm optimistic <laughs> that it it at least helps him. Uh, who do they come up against? They got the Giants this week. Who, you know, against Essendon last week, there was there was there was a lot of ball yeah. to be had. You know, it was fairly low. It's less about who they play, and it's more about the fact that Will Day is not playing. Yeah, for, for Warple. For in Warple, terms of, yeah. yeah. I'm also just scarred by the fact that he's just not a good player. Mm. Um, yes. So. If you if you only own Day and you don't have any dollars in the bank, then I think the the simplest thing there to do is to go day to Stuart. If you don't have Stuart, I think that's the simplest move. Especially if it's two weeks. If it's two weeks, you, you know, two most weeks, people yeah. are probably trading. If it's one week, maybe you've got another scenario, you know, in the works where you just say, okay, well, I'll just sit on day. But yep. day and uh, and no dollars, you're probably just getting across to Stuart. I think it's like five, six K to upgrade. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm still, if if you can, these, and, and I'll, I'll talk my reasoning behind this, is because like last year, for example, this was the round that I think last year we had a few more rooks coming through at this time. So last I actually did a double downgrade at this time of the year in preparation to trade in someone like a Callum, Callum Mills, who that week was the guy that launched me up the rankings yeah. um, with his 160. So it's the kind of round where the rookies are not quite fattened enough. You can maybe get an upgrade from a mid-price up to a premium, but it's pretty tough to do a rookie down, rookie up. Yeah. Um, so if we can make a little bit of cash and have a bit of cash going into next week, that is the gap that you kind of bridge yourself to get that one upgrade earlier than the rest of the comp. And you might be able to do a rookie down, rookie up to a premium if you've got a bit of cash in the bank. So if you can then do the sideways move from Will Day to a Stewart and with your second trade, make a whole bunch of cash. You're ready. Hold that. Then you're ready to jump on you know, some of those That's guys, especially when DPPs drop. Yeah. Um, you're going to have flexibility and you'll be able to move someone to anyone else in the uh, in the ground. So I still prefer that option than going all the way to the top in terms of a Dawson or a Dacos. Yeah. Um, in saying that though, like Dacos, Dawson, I think they're, they're, they are also decent options because I think, especially with Dawson's role, that looks like it's going to continue moving forward. They, um, I think they're pretty clear top top three defenders moving forward. And uh, sort of the last scenario that we'll talk about is people who only own Doc who um, have dodged the day bullet. Um, if you only own Doc, then for me, it's pretty simple. You're, you're going down to Dacos or Dawson. I think um, so. Unless you felt like the going from Doc all the way down to Stuart could really help you out in some yeah. other way or later on. So if, if if that move, which nets you like, what do we say, 190K or something like that, if that move allows you to do an upgrade with your other trade, then yeah. I would 
again, prefer that. Tick that and, off, And tick yeah. that off. If that amount of cash is still not enough to get you to do something that you're comfortable with, then I would just probably go with the Dawson Dacos move because I think they're very clearly the, um, some of the best in their line. Yeah. I wanted to throw it over to you. Yeah. And you have this decision and um, I don't know if it's more just watchability side of things, but <laughs> Dacos versus Dawson. Who who would I go? Who are you going? Like who who do we think scores the more out of them moving forward? Because I think they're priced pretty similarly. Dawson's a little bit cheaper about, what's that? 17,000 cheaper. Um, so priced at 100, Dacos priced at 102. What do we think... Uh, who, who's doing better the rest of the season? Well, the let's say let's say like the rational side of me thinks maybe Dawson's a play. I'm I'm ranked very poorly. I know that everyone has Dacos. It's very popular. Could yeah. I go Dawson as a ploy to try and climb the rankings potentially? That's the rational part of me. Yeah. But the emotional part of me thinks if I don't go to Dacos, is this season just going to get away from me? Collingwood's shit to watch. I, I complain about it every single episode. Of this pod. People are probably sick of hearing my yeah, complaints. Yeah, well, let's switch it up. <laughs> yeah, so I may as well complain about someone else. So, yeah, it's... At the moment, like I said, I could have both. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is a scenario that I'm very, very strongly scenario. considering. Yeah. And that's, I mean, like, maybe that's my opportunity to get a bit of a leg up. We're going to talk a little bit later on about people who are ranked very poorly and, and what that, um, you know, what you should be sort of doing or trying to do. Um, but, yeah, maybe this is a ticket for me to to get back into things. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... Um, mm, I think I think I... Dacos is the kind of guy that, like, well, he's averaging 114 right now. Yeah. I think Dawson's averaging 100. But I think in the last two weeks, he's changed his role. And we do like defenders that move into the midfield. And I was very keen on him yeah. once we saw him move into the midfield. And I was very excited about what he could be doing. Both are tag targets. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I think that it surprised me that uh, Frio went to a Rory Laird with James Aish on the weekend and tagged him for the first half and let Dawson do his thing because obviously we saw Dawson think, tear the game apart. I think and, with uh, hindsight, they might change that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dawson is an amazing footballer. Um, the thing that, if I'm if I'm trying to present the argument that Dawson scores more than Dacos this season, uh, from here on out, it's Dawson's probably a better tackler. And yep. I think that the tackles provide him with a higher floor than a Dacos. Because keep in mind, Dacos is averaging, what, 35 touches it's so crazy. far? It's like, crazy. He's, he's scoring well, but he's also playing amazing footy. Yeah. And there's just a little part of me that thinks, is that sustainable? Is that level of winning 35 touches, being the guy that breaks over the game open every week? Yeah. Surely, given time, coaches, opposition coaches are going to find a way to reduce his impact on the game because it's not like he's just you getting... So, hey, he's not getting 35 here. touches that is meaningless. Like, it's not like he's no. just getting junk, you know, that's cheap and he's just doing the things like Tom Mitchell, not to sh- throw shade, but you know when Tom Mitchell was getting 50 touches, like they some coaches were just him. letting him just do his thing because yeah. they'd still get up on the end. Like, I this is a good mean. side. They're winning. He's being impactful. I, there's a part of me that still thinks <laughs> that he's... And maybe this is the optimist that doesn't have him, but... <laughs> Everyone that has him is just laughing at us. I these, know, these I know. two clowns. I still think that he's probably. I think he's 105 plus. Um, I still think at the end of the yeah. at the end of the day, which I would not have said in a month ago. I've, I'm I've been proven wrong. Like I was wrong on him at the start of the year, but yeah. it's like yeah, the price is different now, and and Dawson is someone that I still think is very good. 
I don't think you could really go wrong with either at the end of the day. So if you have a preference, I'd probably just back your gut in there. I wouldn't let ownership dictate it too much at this stage because um, you're just trying to pick the guy that you think think is going to go better. It's a tough one. It'll be one that people are sort of flip-flopping over, I think, this week. But um, yeah, I think we've we've sort of... We maybe didn't talk so much about those mid-price guys that I know a lot of other podcasts have been talking about. Maybe that's just because you and I personally are just not really yeah. sold on that especially some of those guys they're they're kind of one week ago two week ago options yeah uh but i think you know overall we've kind of summarized our thoughts on where you might potentially go in, in a few different scenarios there yeah. as well because the perfect scenario was like obviously you had this choice last week where you could have gone to Stewart, but you went to hunt instead yeah and obviously he ended up scoring better he's yeah. made way more cash Stewart is now cheaper than he was last week i think that was always the play yeah. in this situation because um, a lot of people would have jumped on Stewart last week, but he was always going to be still value this week, which is why I think now this is the week, especially with the issues in the back line, he is such a perfect guy to trade in this week. So um, I think because he is at a, of a similar value to some of those mid-price guys, I'd be directing people to Stewart every day. Yeah, agree um, on that one. Yeah. Now, just quickly before we duck off, I saw a... I can't recall who it was, but I saw a tweet um, a, a day ago basically saying that um, some people would like some discussion for those coaches that are ranked sort of 20K plus and feeling like their season's over before it started. Yeah. W- what's the play from here? What do you do? So the reason that I, I saw it and thought it'd be a great opportunity to talk about on the podcast is because I'm obviously in that situation. And it's, it's hey, I'm hard not to, far away either. Like, well, obviously. just talking to those people out there who, who are you know lowly ranked, the, the toughest thing I think is, is actually looking at my team and thinking my team doesn't actually look that yeah. different from the teams that are ranked you know 20,000 spots ahead of me I think that you could just have a couple of things that don't go your way you know I had the Jerry in week one I had Kelly I had oh you've LGU, copped it man. like honestly like Wits, it's been very unlucky like oh, we Doherty went through it before Captain. so you had Jerry week one then yeah. you've had Josh Kelly week two then week three you had an LDU extremely late out then we've got the the Jared Witts laid out, and now we've got Doherty and Will Day out. Like there's there's six there's players out in but, four but, rounds. Like, but the point of this is not well is me, don't you? No, no, no. But I'm just saying that like if you're in that situation, I, I wouldn't don't try and like feel the need that because of a few unlucky things that haven't gone your way that you need to make um, really out there. Yeah, so that's the reason try and I'm, catch up immediately. Well, that's the reason I wanted to talk about it because yeah. there are people in that in that um, sort of boat. So that's my thinking as well. Is is right now? I think the worst thing that you could do would be to start making outlandish decisions because then you'd probably you know affirm your position as being a bit of a shit co- shit coach as well. <laughs> yeah, I think what my play from here and and hopefully it's one that works out is just keep trying to make solid decisions yep. keep on that race to trying to get your team filled with because with the luck that you've had like I would still back in the fact that you've made good decisions each week with the trades like last week's trades I would call success like even I know you yeah. were you were upset that you traded Kelly like you traded him to a Tom Stewart who Tom Green sorry Tom Green so um, who's going alright um, who's outscored Kelly since then obviously yep. he had 110 last week um, so like those trades were all, you know, you've got in English and like things like that. So the, those trades have all made sense because of the, the carnage that you've, you've copped and a lot of people that might be in a similar boat have copped as well. Your yep. ranking doesn't reflect, you know, your team status. My, my advice would be just, it's a long season. We've yeah. got an extra round. We've got an extra buy round this week, as, uh, this year as well. Is It's still too early, I think, at this stage to 
be chasing the pods, be chasing those like home run picks. Well, I think um, swinging for the fences is no good, but I, I don't mind um, advocating for somebody who chases like a, a strategic pod. So Holmesy, oh, who we know is an unreal if, coach, yeah, yeah. he traded in Crouch, who is a little bit of a pod, but a, you know, solid Jack Steele's out, and yeah. that worked really well for him. There's reasoning. Um, like you went a Hunt, who's obviously considered a pond, uh, pod, but um, yeah. So I think you can you're not swinging for the fences and trading in. Jeremy Cameron, who you think is going to be a keeper or, you know, unless you think that maybe there's some value there that you're going to get. But just don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Try and and stay on the grind. And if you're looking at your team thinking, my team doesn't look that different to the top top teams, then you're probably onto something. Don't, um, you know, don't be too dejected by the fact that your rank's not great. Captain choices, you know, maybe you can maybe, if you wanted to go with like someone with a really high upside VC option or something like that, um, you know, those kind of, those kind of plays can be, can be ways for you to get back in. Making sure that you're on top of all your rookie roulette sort of stuff is still extremely important. So be on top of your loops. Try to make sure you've got the right rookies on the ground, I think is also extremely important. Um, And then just attack the upgrade season because that's where teams are going to get the most different um, in these next 10, especially with the players like Doherty and those sort of things going down. Like this is going to create a lot of separation in where people go and use these you know, we, we, cliches is crisis creates opportunity, but use these points of divergence to get a leg up on the other competition um, because, you know, a lot of people are going to be in the same boat. Like, so many people have Doherty. Um, yeah, that's so, it. And if you, I think at the moment, I'm probably like 500 points behind, like the really top guys. And now I'm looking to see that as not 500 points, but 50 points a week yeah. over the course of... It can be done. You know, it can easily weeks, be so. done. I know, obviously, you've thrown some stats out there that I think Jaden Popowski sort of said that, like, <laughs> at this point, like, someone, the high, the most, the highest or lowest ranked coach was 15,000, that won a hat. Yeah. Um, but keep in mind, again, like, every season's unique. Um, and this season in particular is one round longer. We've got one more buy round. So I would still, you know, if you're ranked, you know, like... 30,000. Like, like, there's no reason to say that you couldn't come in. Yeah. I think it's tighter than ever. Like, the difference between 30,000 and, and, you know, there's a lot uh, of good 1, coaches. Like, good I coaches. think it's tighter than ever. There's a lot of, you know, good content going out there. So, um, and keep listening to all that good content as well. Yeah, 100%. Just don't, don't be dejected. Make sure that you're listening to all the, all the great podcasts that we have out there. So, um, you know, there's heaps of people in the community that are offering advice. And if, if you don't win a hat, you can always do what Mitch did and just write a number on a random hat. So. Yeah, counts, guys. Make a podcast. Just move, move your head a little <laughs> bit to the left and we'll all see we? the, hey! the 124, Mitchman. The big 124. Be okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I wouldn't, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, stress too much about it at this stage. The difference yeah. in ownership is just some of those key decisions, like for yourself, going Hayden Young over Nick Dacos. <laughs> um, and then all those injuries. Like, if those injuries don't happen, you have Nick Dacos, you're yeah. like, you're top. 500 at this stage. Yeah, it's not it's not necessarily about me, but hopefully that answered the question for the person on Twitter yeah. who put that out. Um, yeah, and for those people who are struggling a bit with their rank. Um, I just wanted to find in the top 1,000 how many people actually have a Sam Doherty and uh, I think it's actually think reflecting it's... his... Oh, sorry. No, that's Supercoach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell us about your Supercoach oh, ranking. I'm pretty good. <laughs> Although I do what have... What a segue. I do have Doherty in Supercoach, so yeah, that's not good. Um, but I think Doherty Shameless is segue. owned by a grand total of 80, 88% of the top, top 1,000 coaches. Yeah. So... You know he's forty percent, I think, owned on the on the site, but 
a lot of the guys who are up the top there have him. Yeah. Um, so he's very, very popular. So don't fret. You're in, you're in a crowd of people that also are dealing with the same thing. So... Will that, will that do us there, man? Yeah, I think that'll Emergency wrap us up. Podcast. Yeah, any uh, other questions, try and grab us on Twitter yep. or in the comment section of the YouTube video. We try our best to get around to most people, but um, yeah. yeah. We'll go through some more things on Friday uh, live. I think, again, we might have a slightly weird time on the, uh, the, the podcast um, as well. Let me just check this because I think it's slightly earlier than normal. Um, which is a bit frustrating. We're having beers again? or Absolutely, we're having beers. Yeah, so it's a 5-10 start between Frio and Gold Coast. Okay. Um, so they've got the two games on the Friday night this week with a late Richmond-Sydney Swans game. So we'll probably go live again. Lucky that it's happening during the school holidays. So we might go a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. but stay tuned on social media for when we do that. This is the first podcast in a few that we haven't had the beers. I don't know if you can see. I've got the shakes. <laughs> you got the draw <laughs> symptoms, man. <laughs> Have to set up an AA meeting for us. But uh, <laughs> thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, it all goes well for you guys and uh, everything goes well on Thursday nights and the teams are kind to us because... Fingers crossed, And we need it. <laughs> all right. But uh, catch you later, guys, and thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys later. Bye.